Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano is in session. And good Thursday morning from the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios in West Des Moines. I'm Deacon Mike Mano here with Gina No. Gina, how are you this morning? I'm well, Deacon Mike. We have new uh, microphones. The studio is looking very <laughs> professional. Yeah, it is. I'm uh, a little intimidated by all this equipment. Yeah, you know, journalism yeah. isn't my background, so uh, I well, have this journal- big board in the middle of the table. Journalism is mine, but it. not broadcast journalism. Not broadcast. I, I was a print journalist, which is, of course, going as stray one of these days, you know, mm-hmm. the print journalist. But that that's how I was trained. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. And uh, My yeah. husband was a uh, DJ and when he was in college in Iowa City, so the overnight DJ, you know, I think, mm-hmm. he, I think it was vinyl records back then that he had to swap mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I rem- so, but I wonder if it looked anything like this. I remember at, at Creighton, I did work on the radio station for a semester or so, and, and we did, uh, we had a teletype machine and you know, we'd do the rip and read. And you could read news. right off. Yeah, but, uh, and that's when I could read. Yeah. Well, it's nice <laughs> to be lost, in this, yeah. um, such a professional studio. Yes, it is So how very was your nice here. Easter, your tritium? Your... It was It was very nice. Uh, I was back up on the altar again. Not. Uh, I did not have a reading part, <laughs> and I won't have well, one I for know. some time. Yeah. But I'm at least back up there. Today, as you know, I'm going to... Leave here, and I'm going to go out and uh, do uh, another hospital run, see a few people, take communion to them. It's got and, to feel uh, good to get back to your ministerial duties. It does. It does, except that I need a ride everywhere I go. So poor Luann has to take me everywhere because I still can't drive. So It's nice to have a chauffeur. Yeah, it is. It is. Driving it's, Deacon uh, Mike. And and, and, yeah. and if any of our listeners would like to volunteer, they could yeah. get a hold of you and, and be uh, your driver. Yeah, I got one 8 o'clock mass coming up in June, I think it is, when Luann's going to be out of town. So I... Okay, there you go. <laughs> you know, you know, ride for We're looking that some one, volunteer but, uh, uh, drivers yeah. for Deacon Mike. Yeah, we uh, we have an interesting show today. We're going to have with us Ashley Sadler, who is with LifeSite News, and she's going to talk about a couple of things that are going on out there that uh, may uh, may kind of horrify you a little bit. Well, yes, our secular world is uh, going crazy. I think in terms of um, the the ability to. Um, respect life, all life, um, inside the womb and, and outside the womb. Are, um, so many of our policies have no um, re- respect for life. I wrote a uh, column, uh, oh, must be a, about a year ago or so, about uh, the sacrifice of children to the god Moloch. And that's what I see happening now, is that there's a, a sacrifice of our children to some god of uh, whatever, um, not not the true god, exactly. But, yeah, and the false uh, god, the idol. False, right. Anyway, let's uh, let's start with a prayer, and uh, then we'll get on with the rest of the show. All right. A prayer for peace today, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of peace, bring your peace to our violent world. Peace in the hearts of all men and women, and peace among the nations of this earth. Turn to your way of love those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred. Strengthen us in hope and give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among nations and in the hearts of all. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Gina. And we will be back in about two minutes with Ashley Sadler from LifeSite News. You're listening to Faith on Trial 
on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75%. Yes, 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits beginning January 1st of this year. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online, ctoiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Amazon Smile is a simple way to support Iowa Catholic Radio. When you are shopping on Amazon, consider shopping through Amazon Smile instead. You get all the same great deals, and your order will also help support Iowa Catholic Radio. All you need to do is choose Iowa Catholic Radio as your nonprofit to support when you first log in, and Amazon will do the rest. Every Amazon Smile order you make, Amazon will donate to Iowa Catholic Radio. Support Iowa Catholic Radio while you shop at smile.amazon.com. And thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back. You're listening to Faith on Trial, our Catholic Radio, and we're being joined by Ashley uh, Sadler from LifeSite News. Ashley, how are you this morning? I'm doing very well. How are you? Fine, fine. I think this is your first trip to our radio program, uh, so I want to welcome it. you. We'll, we'll try and treat you kindly while you're here. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Good to be here. Yeah. We talked uh, the other day about a couple of uh, cases that uh, you have been following and, and writing stories for LifeSite News about. One is this uh, um, mess in Washington, D.C. with the uh, aborted babies that look like they had been born alive. You want to tell us about what's going on there? Sure, sure. And, and mess is a good way to describe it. There's, there's a lot going on here. Um, this is all very recent, so um, just to kind of give a brief overview um, to get your listeners up to speed, um, the end of last month, uh, about March 25th, uh, two pro-life activists um, say that they obtained um, a box uh, containing the remains of um, aborted babies uh, from a whistleblower who was a truck driver working for a medical waste company. He was loading boxes from a downtown abortion facility uh, into his truck, uh, to take to the waste uh, company's incineration facility. Um, so the pro-lifers say that this box contained the remains of over 100 aborted babies, including five, who were, they describe as extremely late-term. These were babies who looked to be viable. Um, and uh, Live Action News um, was able to speak with uh, nearly a dozen physicians, including neonatal specialists, who were looking at these photographs and saying, you know, at least some of these babies appear to have been born alive, could have been the victims of partial birth or uh, partial birth abortions or infanticide, um, which would be in violation of uh, federal law and D.C. law as well. Um, so, again, we have photographs of these babies, absolutely 
shocking and horrifying um, to see that, you know, no question about the fact these are, these are infants um, who very easily could have been sustained um, outside the womb. Um, and um, so these babies were brought back to one of these pro-lifers uh, apartments um, in order to give them uh, a proper funeral and burial. Uh, they were able to do that, but as it turned out a few days later, uh, this one pro-lifer, Lauren Handy, with the Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising, uh, her home was raided by the FBI um, on, on federal charges. This was completely unrelated to this uh, scenario. This is in connection with uh, a rescue that she conducted with about eight other pro-lifers outside the same abortion facility way back in 2020. So where we are right now, uh, these babies' bodies have been seized by the authorities. They're in the possession of the Metropolitan D.C. Police and the medical examiner, um, who are absolutely refusing to conduct any kind of investigation, even perform an autopsy on these babies. Um, they basically just looked at them and said, nope, um, these are fetal remains that are the result of lawful uh, abortion. Um, so they are just absolutely refusing, even against the request of many pro-lifers, um, dozens of Republican lawmakers. Um, they're just saying, nope, we're not conducting any investigation. I know the uh, lawmakers sent a letter, uh, and I think you covered that, uh, sent a letter to, uh, uh, was it to the uh, uh, head of the FBI? Yeah, so there were a couple letters. Uh, there was uh, the first one. Uh, was actually calling for uh, Washington, D.C. officials uh, to conduct an investigation. Um, and then on uh, a few days later, um, actually the same day that pro-lifers rallied outside the medical examiner's office, and one of our um, uh, life sites, Jim Hale, was there and was able to interview some people that day. Um, so they were also calling for an investigation. That same day, we had 69 Republican lawmakers, uh, including senators and congressmen, uh, write a letter requesting that the Department of Justice and the FBI uh, conduct an investigation, and uh, no response from them. I think it's interesting to see that, which side the uh, FBI is on. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely seems that they are most interested in kind of covering for the abortion industry here. Uh, no interest whatsoever in, uh, in even seeing how these babies um, died. I hadn't heard that the uh, our congressional leaders had um, sent a letter because um, I'm kind of loosely following this story with great outrage that this happens yeah. in the, you know, our congressmen live in Washington, D.C., and this happened in their backyard. And why are they not louder about how um, un- uh, horrific this is ha- happening in in our world? But the thing that your story um, today that you shared with us that I hadn't heard was that Lauren Handy has been attacked for, um, has become the victim of um, prosecution instead of um, an investigation into these uh, children. It sounds a lot like the David Delighton, um, the filmmaker who exposed uh, the selling of baby parts. He became, instead of uh, prosecuting the baby part sellers, they went after the David Delighton. You're absolutely right. It appears that the the crime is exposing the horrors of the abortion industry, not the horrors committed by the abortion industry. Um, so, yeah, it seems they're absolutely interested in pursuing uh, criminal prosecution 
um, against Warren Handy, against these other pro-lifers. Um, you know, LifeSite has covered this, where these pro-lifers have their homes raided um, by FBI, sometimes with their guns drawn. Um, these are people who just were trying to save lives at an abortion facility. Um, and now they are being treated with the utmost of, um, you know, using the full force of the law against them. And actually, uh, uh, Senator Lankford, uh, I believe of Oklahoma, had written uh, one of the letters um, calling for an investigation into the deaths of these babies, um, asking specifically D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser um, to launch an investigation. And she quasi-responded to his letter, um, but instead of doing anything with regard to looking into how these precious babies died, um, she chose instead to rebuke Lauren Handy um, and say that, you know, she's guilty of, you know, these, these federal crimes. Um, so it is absolutely horrific um, to see where they're placing their outrage. It seems very unfair. Yeah, it's like uh, the FBI going after the parents instead of the school board members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, the world is backwards. The world is backwards. Uh, well, look who's in charge of all of it. Well, yeah. Well, we're in charge of it. And I think if uh, the media or someone better described these stories, and I really applaud the efforts of LifeSite News in getting the message out because you just don't see it, it, it reminds me of the Gosnell. I mean, there's even a movie with uh, the Gosnell horrors, and mm-hmm. um, people still, if you talk about it, may or may not know anything about it. When I think everyone should know that this happened in the United States of America, a free country that protects life. Yeah. I remember one time uh, I was working in a soup kitchen with uh, the folks from uh, St. Francis when I was a parishioner over there. And uh, some of the ladies there were talking about uh, Obama was coming to town and they were planning to vote for him. And I said to them, you know, don't you understand what a pro-abortion advocate he is? And their answer back was, yeah, but that's just one issue. You know, we've got to start thinking about this as the these are some of the ultimate issues that we need to address. Ashley, You're absolutely right. I think the, if I can just jump in there, I think, you know, life is not just one of many issues. It is the, the first issue. It's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If you don't have the right to life, um, none of those other rights follow. And I think that uh, one of the possible good things that can come from this heartbreaking story is just that it really shines a spotlight on exactly what abortion is. There's no way to sugarcoat that this is the murder of innocent infants. And you can't look at those photos without coming away uh, with that realization. So the more we can get that out, um, the more hope we have of of ending abortion once and for all and protecting these babies. You know, the um, I can't help but um, run the parallel with the, the murder of George Floyd. Uh, those images were on our television sets and in our newspapers day after day for weeks. Um, and yet, uh, as horrific as these photos might be, these are the images that people need to look at directly at and understand what we are saying. These are not, um, this is not just a clump of tissues. You know, these are our children. These are, this is our future in a box coming out of a, a, um, an abortion center. Well, we hope we don't hear that clump of tissues 
argument anymore, but we just heard it a couple of we months did. ago we were, when we were Dick out and in front Mike of and a, I were praying outside of a Planned Parenthood um, facility. And a woman came up and said, that's just a clump of tissues. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to college here. That's I'm what more, she said. Yeah. I'm going to college. And <laughs> I'm going to take biology, would you? <laughs> so, it, yeah, we, um, we poorly educate our, our, our students and our children to, and, our, and our constituents to understand that this just isn't the science. Let's follow the science. These are babies. Well, if you think this is bad, um, Ashley's other story out in California, why don't you tell us about that one? Sure, yeah. So this is a uh, legislative proposal that's working its way through the legislature right now. Um, it's called the Reproductive Health Act, um, or AB 2223. Um, and actually just this week, the Assembly Health Committee advanced it in an 11-3 to 3 vote. Um, this one has raised a lot of alarm bells um, in the pro-life community because it says, and I'm quoting here, that no woman can be punished based on their actions or omissions with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillbirth, or abortion, or perinatal death due to a pregnancy-related cause. Now, that due to a pregnancy-related cause was Packed on in an April 6th amendment. That's not originally how it read. It originally just said perinatal death. And you immediately had pro-lifers and attorneys saying, wait a second, you know, you're not defining even what that means. And the definition of perinatal can vary pretty widely from up to seven days after a baby is born to even um, weeks or months after a baby is born. So essentially, this seemed to be saying that you can't launch a civil or criminal investigation against any woman whose baby died um, in that afterbirth uh, period, which could decriminalize infanticide uh, in the state of California, where the Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom had promised to make California a sanctuary uh, for abortion, specifically in response to the Texas Heartbeat Act and other pro-life legislation in other states. Um, so I spoke with an attorney from the Thomas More Society, and he told me that, yeah, this, this bill would Charles allow for... Charles LaMadre? Charles LaMadre, yeah. yeah. And We've had him on the program before. He's a great guy, and he's a well-respected yeah. attorney out there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So he looked into this, and he said, yeah, this would allow for the, the, the brutal murder, he said, um, of babies uh, after they're born. Now, he also spoke with another of our reporters after this amendment was added that added this additional language of being due to a pregnancy-related cause. Um, and he said, you know, this does shorten the length of time during which this infanticide may occur, but he said it, it does not do enough to really um, eliminate that possibility that this could actually decriminalize uh, infanticide in the state of California. And he said this bill uh, should be vigorously opposed, and, you know, we've got other attorneys as well who agree with that assessment. So now if, uh, if this bill is passed into law, what it means is that... Uh you can, once a baby is born, you can just let it lay there and die. Yeah, that's so, essentially what it, what it sounds like. And uh, Yeah, and LaMandry, uh, in your article, he was quoted as saying that it could um, pertain to uh, children up to the age of two years old, up to their second yeah, birthday. That, that's what he told me. Again, these definitions of what the perinatal period is, varies pretty widely. Who, um, who so, could support something like that? This is outrageous in well, my opinion. Well, passed on a party-line vote, as I understand. Is that right, uh, Ashley? Yeah, yep, it was. And, of course, you know, 
California is uh, pretty pretty Democrat uh, dominated in its legislature. Uh, one thing I would add, though, is that they only added this language that clarifies and limits uh, the scope of of what this is allowing for after there was a massive outcry in pro-life media and among pro-lifers. Um, so what that says to me is that even Democrat lawmakers out there in deep blue California um, are at least somewhat responsive to um, outcry. To their constituents' concerns, yeah. To their yeah. constituents, yeah. So I would highly recommend, you know, when, when you hear about these things, uh, to make your voice heard, whether that's just on social media or you write a letter to your lawmakers or whatever, um, you know, get this out there that this is not something that we would stand for. And uh, come on our program and <laughs> talk about them. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, uh, how do we follow you and the rest of the folks at LifeSite News? Sure. So um, you can find me at uh, LifeSite News. Um, usually writing a couple articles a day on there and follow everybody else. Um, we're reporting a lot on these these issues as well as many others. Um, that, you know, pertain to things that Catholic conservatives are very uh, interested in right now and things that are happening in our legislature. So you can follow me on my site. You can also follow me on Twitter at, um, at asadler216. Um, and, yeah, I'll, I'll continue to follow these stories and report on them. Well, we appreciate your time and all that today. Uh, and we certainly will uh, continue to follow you, and we'll have you back when you... Uh, get more deeply into some of these other stories that are going on. We're a, we're a program here that uh, recommends that when people listen, they have a bottle of antacids with them because it's going to make their stomach <laughs> turned when they talk about we talk about some of these things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for joining us today. We certainly appreciate it. God bless you and your work. And like I say, we'll continue to stay in touch. God bless. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. We're going to take a short break now. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. At InterVisions Healthcare, we see patients with unplanned pregnancies from ages 12 to 43. An unplanned pregnancy is traumatic at any age. For that reason, we specialize in educating, encouraging, and empowering vulnerable and at-risk mothers facing an unexpected pregnancy with the medical information and services necessary for them to make an informed decision. For more information on the free medical services at InterVisions Healthcare or to support our mission or become a volunteer, visit IVHcare.org. Thank you, Fitness by Design, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio, driven to help you reach optimal health through private and semi-private training, group fitness classes, femur, and massage. Learn more at fitnessbydesigndm.com. Peace to you. I'm Bishop William Johnson with the Catholic Diocese of Des Moines. In our world, misery never seems far away. Yet this Holy Week, we're reminded that God's mercy is ever near. Jesus identifies with us. He bears all things with us and for us to the cross. His death eats death so that God might supply abundant grace, forgiveness, peace, and love. God is for us so that we can be good for one another. May Easter bring renewed hope, resurrected life, and joy to you and all whom you hold in your heart. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. Hello, this is Steve Ray. Join me in Iowa Catholic Radio on the journey of a lifetime with a Footprints of God pilgrimage to the Holy Land, November 11 through the 20th, 2023. We'll visit the places where our Lord performed miracles, including the Mount of Transfiguration, the Wedding Church in Cana, Tabga, where Jesus multiplied the loaves and fish, and of course, the Holy Sepulchre. The scriptures will come alive as I offer expert teaching along the way like I always do. Visit iowacatholicradio.com for all the details. 
And we're back. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Catholic Radio. Gino, interesting a couple of stories there that we talked about with Ashley. Uh, and those are the kind that do make you want to reach for the bottle of antacids. Well, yeah, and I, um, it, why am I continually horrified by the stuff that um, some good reporting from LifeSite News brings to us? It's um, it's unbelievable. And, you know, the Gosnell, I compared it to the Gosnell story of all of the babies found in the um, facility that he used for abortions. And, uh, and now this in D.C., it... Um, and then I think I read a story recently, I hope I get it right, in Baltimore they're using medical waste to produce energy in the city, and part of that includes the remains of aborted fetuses. I just, I, the, the entire, the blinds that are down on the eyes of our communities um, to what we're doing to life is um, unbelievable. Yeah, and it seems like anymore uh, the bad guys are the ones that want to, spread the word about this, so the ones that are ringing the alarm, you know, like... How do you the, mean? Well, the woman that that found the bodies in the box, she her apartment was raided. Oh, right. And, the, and delayed and... Right. Uh, They're the persecuted. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are um, heavy-handed by the law, and, and the perpetrators are allowed to continue to... Um, Paul Revere was spreading the alarm, and he was persecuted by the enemy. <laughs> you know, at the end of his so run. So what does that say? So, yeah. Uh, so who's persecuting this? Well, it's, in a way, it's the <laughs> it's, enemy it that's doing enemy. it. It's not somebody that's on the side of, of right or, or, or right, exactly. God and, or anything like that. You know, that. and um, these uh, our pro-life advocates are, are amazing people. Um, when we work with them and we're praying outside of Planned Parenthood, I am always inspired by their motivation and their desire to eliminate this from our world. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, we referred to uh, our our trek in front of the uh, abortion facility over by Drake one, what, a couple, three months ago. Well, it was more than that, because it was before I had my stroke. But uh, to see those people uh, walk by and kind of sneer at us, like, you know, we were the evil ones, right. you know, and uh, that was, uh, that was a different feeling. Um. You got a couple of stories. I, there. I do. We have just a couple of seconds here, so I'm just going to highlight what happened in um, uh, in our administration. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services uh, it plans to revoke a Trump administration rule that protects pro-life medical workers from being forced to kill unborn babies in elect, elective abortions. So they're getting rid of the they're getting rid of the conscious uh, uh, protection rights of our medical providers. So, all right. Well, I got the signal that we are. Right time on the edge of time. Let's, uh, right. let's end with our prayer here. St. <clears throat> Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who roam about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Well, that's it for today. We will be back again with another edition of Faith on Trial next week. Until then, have a blessed and peaceful week. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial, Thursdays at 10 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app.